This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by geeknewscentral.com. The Pixel 6 has problems. Boost Mobile introduces their carrier crusher plan. And guess who else doesn't like the removal of the YouTube dislike button? Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, November 19th, 2021. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 98 of GNC Week in Review podcast, proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are live on gncweekly.com slash live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you missed the live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. Uh, if you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find in the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment on social, comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. So a little bit of a late start, um, trying to gather up the news of the week. A little bit of technical issues earlier, so we are back. We are a little about half hour late, so that was partly my fault. But we're back on Friday. We're back on Fridays, yay! <laughs> yeah, we're back on Fridays. Um, knock on wood. Um, and we're hopefully particle <laughs> board is good is good enough. There you go. It's it's good. It's fine with me. Oh, that's real. <laughs> this is real wood. Oh right. <laughs> it's a hundred year old barn wood. This is all real wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we're back on Fridays, and we are uh, two episodes away from episode 100. Um, I'm a happy puppy about that. We're almost uh, there. We're almost there. <laughs> so, I'm happy about that. So, we have a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, CES is on track. Knock on wood. I can't hear. There you go. Thank you. I can't. <laughs> I got you back. Cool. Um, so uh, yeah. So and gonna be a new logo, new intro video, um, getting a new webcam, um, new mic. Cross my fingers. Uh, so new mixer. Cross my fingers. So so everything is looking good um, so far. So speaking of new mics, mm-hmm. uh, this is not part of our news, and it's not a paid advertisement. It's just. <laughs> Something I'm super excited about. The cool. second generation of the King B right here mm-hmm. came out You're this week. Live. Nice. Very excited. Um, I, I can't wait to get my hands on the new one and see how it varies from this one. Um, and just like the first generation one, they have managed to keep the price down. Um, when this thing premiered, uh, it premiered at 350 um and after skipper bought the company back he they were selling them for 169 and the new one is 169 as well nice. what a great great move and they're manufactured by turtle beach don't they don't <laughs> i mean des- designed by skipper wise the creator of blue mm-hmm. and manufactured by turtle beach is it the same is it the wax company or I'm thinking of something else. Turtle Wax? Okay, sorry. No, not Turtle Wax. <laughs> okay. Turtle Beach. Right, uh, Turtle Beach is a gaming company. They've been making uh, okay. gaming headphones for years and years. Okay. Um, and 
they purchased neat literally during ces last this year mm-hmm. um they they put out the press release that they had that they had acquired neat which was super exciting um because that's a great partnership and the idea that skipper wise is basically now in charge of microphones for turtle beach mm-hmm. nice <laughs> okay. it's a great partnership and i i cannot wait to get my hands on the first real product they have another one called the skyline which is a usb mic don't care mm-hmm. uh it's a it's like a for your morning calls you know yeah but but the the king b2 ooh, super excited about it all right well i'm looking i'm definitely leaning towards that and i'm i'm familiar it's with all black uh, now which makes me sad it doesn't have the cool black and yellow stripes like this one has which you can't see here it's way cooler uh you know, when you can see the whole thing like that. <laughs> but the new ones are all black, which is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to miss the black and yellow stripes, but, you know, we well, do what we do. Yeah, we got to, you know, lose something to gain something. So, sure. Yeah. Okay, so Okay. All right, let's dive into news for this week. Um, first up, um, there have been people like me um, have purchased uh, Google, Pix, Google Pixel 6 and Google Pixel Pro. Google Pixel Pros, spit it out. Uh, they're been posting on Google support forums that the phones has a slow charge with plugging in a 30-watt charger. Uh, Google has response to these allegations that the, Pickles, that the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro don't charge as fast as some are expected, confirming that their charging speeds are a deliberate trade-off for a better battery life. Um, and also reporting from um, Android Authority, which found that the phone's maximum power draw was around 22 watts, well short of the 30 watt that Google's latest USB, USB-C charging brick is technically capable of. Writing in a community support, community support post, a spokesperson for Google confirmed that the maximum power draw of the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro are 21 watt and 23 watt respectively when used with its 30 watt USB charging brick. They added that charging speeds also decrease as the phone's batteries fill up to preserve longevity. In their post, uh, they note that these figures are the inevitable results of battery trade-offs. The spokesperson is saying, quote, a battery can be designed for high density, high energy density or for fast charging power capability, which requires training off capacity to minimize battery de- degradation, unquote. Although the Google support documents never explicitly state the charging speeds of new phones, their compatibility with Google's 30-watt charging bricks, which is sold separately, was taken by many to mean that the real-world maximum charging speeds would approach the 30-watt level and would be far faster than the 18-watt charging supported by the Pixel 5. But in reality, Android Authority reporting that founding is finding that the actual power draw of both phones peaks at 22 watt and average around 13 watt over the course of a full cycle. The effect of this is that the phones charge far slower than I expect, with Android Authority finding that the Pixel 6 Pro takes almost two hours to reach a full charge. That's 49 minutes slower than Galaxy Samsung's Galaxy S21 Ultra, which has a similar size battery, but is only advertised with 25 watt charging fast charging speeds in fact google's power draw is so conservative that it's 30 watt charger only fully charged a pixel pro pixel Pix, pixel 6 pro 10 minutes faster than its old 18 watt charger google never claimed wow. that, yeah 
Well, Google also never never claimed that a charge that a phone charge at 30 watt. Instead, it advertised the amount of time it takes to get from zero to 50 and 80% when charged using a 30 watt charger, 30 minutes an hour, 30 minutes, excuse me, and around an hour respectively. This is in line with um, Android Authority found in its tests. In addition to the slow charging speeds, there have been problems with the fingerprint scanner. Fingerprint scanner. Um, oh, good. <laughs> and to be honest, I haven't had problems with it. So, but apparently there have been problems. Yeah, um, it seems to be hit or miss with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they quietly rolled out a Pixel Six update that addresses finger fingerprint scanner issues. Is being reported by XDA developers. The update, the update deal, the update details. Um, have been confirmed in the post on a Google support page, which vaguely notes that includes, quote, minor bug fixes and some fingerprint sensor performance improvements for Pixel 6 and 6 Pro without giving any more any without getting any more details about how the sensor was improved. Google says the update, which consists of two software builds, one for Verizon Pacific devices and one for international models, has been rolling out and will continue, quote, it will continue over the next week. I have any problems with uh, the fingerprint the, the charger though i didn't buy this i didn't buy the uh the charger separately i just have a regular um okay. charger and it's been it's been fine okay well that's it's interesting right um we don't we don't see a lot of the the companies talk about their charging speeds right mm -hmm. you just well they're charging wattage you don't see them advertising based on wattage. You usually see right. advertising based on charge speed. And in particular, the 50 and 80% marks are what you traditionally see advertised. Um, I remember like the Microsoft Band, uh, which is years old at this point. Uh, they talked about how fast it would charge to the 50% mark because it charges differently in order to preserve the battery. And it sounds like that's what Google's done here. Mm -hmm. um, that the goal was to make it easier to charge it, to get it to a to a place where you could walk away, right? 50% mm -hmm. is a place where most people are comfortable walking away. Um, you can get there quickly, but the rest of it's going to slow down because it's trying to preserve at least some of the physical battery, some of the chemical makeup so that you don't end up uh, killing your battery quick, <laughs> mm -hmm. but um, I know, but also to a lot of um, the the battery, I guess, were in Samsung's case years back with Battery Gate. You know, their batteries explode, so they're really like being really careful. A lot of companies being really careful on, you know, on their battery how how many how many hours it'll last. Because um, for me, with my, with my Pixel Six Pro, I last about five hours before a charge six which isn't too too bad i'm not yeah something like that um but wait you have you only get six hours of use out of it roughly yeah roughly Oof. okay yeah, roughly yeah like I use six it. hours of continuous use like if you were to, um what kind of use are we talking are you like i would talk no or are you <laughs> no using I, the internet what are you I think maybe I I use it at um for primarily for video and streaming music. Okay. Mostly. Um I would say more more music than than video. And occasionally I would go on different apps, but but by around two o'clock, um 
that's about roughly around two o'clock. That's when I'm at twenty uh, percent, roughly. Okay, and you have the pro, right? Mm -hmm. I have the pro. Yep. Okay. I'm just looking to find the the Tom's Guide uh, battery results on it since since I know how that one works mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. since I built it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say the word battery a lot. Okay. Um, Tom's guide is saying 749. So it should get eight hours of screen on uh, web browsing. Mm hmm. I was just curious if what you were getting was normal or abnormal. Well, that's it is normal because when I had when I had my Pixel three a three A XL, um, it was about about the same, about five hours, five six hours. Okay. And the same thing. I was using you know occasionally majority music, a little bit of video, a couple apps. That's it. Okay. So it's about that's average for me. Okay. Yeah, the, the Tom's Guide, for those who aren't familiar, the Tom's Guide battery test um, has nothing open except the test, which um, which browses the internet automatically uh, to a set of predetermined pages. Um, two of them autoplay video, um, and 10 of them don't. And they're, they're, rep they're representations of an old Tom's guide site, the Yahoo site, um, so that every phone browses exactly the same way. Um, and they do it over Wi-Fi um, with the cellular data turned on, but not in use. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's, that's the way they test their, their thing. Um, okay. So it's a very specific set of tests. Okay. So it yeah. sounds like you're, you're pretty well right in there because yeah. obviously you're taxing it more than we do in the test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and um, I think that over the past few years, usually for me, I mean, because there's some people that are really hardcore, and but also that they're go longer. Supposedly, there's some I've been hearing some people that lasted longer than six to seven, which is like how they're doing that is beyond, how they're doing that is, is like it's fascinating how they're able to get that magic. Right, <laughs> they're not actually using yeah. it. They're just right. looking at it off. They don't know. They they don't realize that this just looking at it with the screen off doesn't actually do anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but as far as like over the years, though, phones have come a long way. And the one thing that's been the key driver is the battery. You know, yeah. I, you know, Sam, again, going back to Samsung, they've been they, they when they, with that battery gate and they've been like making sure that net, going forward from then from then to now they're making sure their batteries are <laughs> operable for one don't yeah. explode <laughs> they completely changed manufacturers suppliers oh, for their batteries after that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they changed the whole charging circuit inside the phone they were hoping that the battery was the problem after the first one it wasn't uh, it turned out but <laughs> they didn't go back to it they didn't yes. go back to the same company just to try just to make sure 
But also too, again, but all, not just Samsung, but iPhone. There are a lot of people questioning their battery, their battery life, and their expansion. I mean, it's that's been the talk. That's been a talk of the past past couple of years. Yeah, about battery life and how mm-hmm. you know and how important it is. And you, and yeah. I remember, you, the you, iPhone battery life is terrible. Every mm-hmm. battery life for everything Apple is terrible. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got the phone and the watch and the laptop. None of them because I want them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but right but all of them the battery life is just terrible my my surface duo uh the first gen mm-hmm. lasts about twice what the iphone lasts hmm. and it's my go-to device most of the time is the duo okay and it still lasts longer than the iphone that's not doing anything so yeah how they're so dominant is beyond me yeah I, I agreed. Yeah. So, and, and also too, it's interesting that, you know, this has been out for about, um, it's a, I mean, uh, it's a good thing. It's been, well, this phone has been out for about maybe a month, maybe a little over a month and right on top of it, you know, fixing, mm-hmm. you know, what needs to be fixed versus, you know, waiting yeah. until, you know, how, how, how many months and, and people want to return them say this is garbage and what have you. So, yeah, like I said, I haven't had any you problems. Mean, you mean waiting months like uh, the first generation Surface Duo still doesn't have Android 11? Exactly, right. <laughs> yeah, for example, if you guys are watching, if you're watching live right now, um, with the, you know, I have, there hasn't been any problems with me. I, um, with the, with the, thumb, with the uh, fingerprint, um, it's been, it's been fine with me. So, but I, I guess, Apparently, you know, people reported that a lot of people had problems with the fingerprint scanner right. and complaining, and and also the the, uh, the charger. So, so at least there are, there are things that are in the works. All right, next up, Boost Mobile has revealed its first carrier crusher plan, and God help oh help me, that's a poor name for a plan. Which <laughs> I think, I, honestly, I think they're trying to be T-Mobile of mm-hmm. old. The the John Legere T-Mobile, where he came in and he's like, we're the uncarrier, and he starts kicking things over and shows up to the AT&T uh, after party at CES in his pink T-Mobile shirt, you know, just oh, like. And I, and I love those, clay, those claymation ads. Oh, they were funny. Oh, they were hilarious. <laughs> I think, I think Dish is trying to treat Boost Mobile, which they acquired as part of the T-Mobile Sprint sale. Mm-hmm. Um, Dish acquired uh, Boost from Sprint. This is their uncarrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got to be honest, and this is for all for for those who are watching, listening on the inside secrets or inside workings of this podcast. When I when I'm doing the intro, I kind of tailor it on different like on you know with Scott, you know, it is intro a little bit. It's not I don't copy it, but I try to like incorporate a little bit of that wit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and i was trying to do an intro on it and i was like i couldn't do it and i was like trying to like think about like boost mobile was like crushing the competition or something like that i was like yeah. trying to put the that's where that i went in. right away <laughs> yep so that's what i was thinking but i was like i was trying to tie it in so for those who want to know like the inner if, workings the sequence we, of the <laughs> a little inside baseball right uh, <laughs> if we had somebody who did like a really good like surfer voice mm-hmm. they could they could have said boost mobile's really crushing it 
Right. But you have to do that in like a surfer voice. Right. If you don't, <laughs> the joke is lost because exactly. it's all about the voice. <laughs> exactly. So in the old days of F5 Live, we had a couple of really good uh, impressionists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we used to be able to pull off jokes like that. And now I have to write different ones that work with my voice because I don't do voices. Yeah, so I don't, I don't either. It's this. <laughs> I, I am H. John Benjamin. This is my voice. Right. You will like it. <laughs> yep. I I don't okay. do accents. I don't do voices. Yep. I don't do impressions. <laughs> right. This is me. Mm-hmm. Archer and Bob from Bob's Burgers are the exact same voice because H. John Benjamin is who he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Some Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> my watch just showed me a picture of him. <laughs> So hopefully nothing else got set off as well either. <laughs> I definitely got it right. Good. <laughs> but, but yeah, that would have that would have been fun, but only if we had the surfer voice. The idea that so they're making changes here, right? Yes, they're making changes. Um, so the carrier crusher plans are a new name yep. on a new network. Right. Under 18. They're no longer gonna be on the the Sprint T Mobile network. They're on the eight right, they're on the ATT network. Um and their main ca- Again, this is like the most weirdest name on the planet. The main carrier crusher product is a $100 annual plan designed for customers use less than one use less than 10 gigs of data a month. It costs $100 a year, and it'll give customers access to unlimited talk and text as well as one gig of high-speed data. The Dish-owned prepaid mobile carrier cited a couple of studies and announcement, including one that found that 45% Americans are paying for unlimited data, even those, even though one in three use less than five gig. Steven Sokol's CEO of Boost Mobile says, quote, the U.S. market is set up for the carriers to provide a high price point to all Americans today. It's great for the 15% of users who consume over 10 gigs of data per month. But the rest of us, we are subsidizing the bill for those users. Who won, Who wouldn't pay $70 for all-you-can-eat buffet if you want a salad? So why are we forced to choose all-you-can-eat and wireless? End quote. In addition to the $100 plan, Boost uh, Boost has also launched a carrier crusher product with unlimited talk and text plus 15 gigs of data. It costs $20 a month, but customer customer build will be billed annually. For those who prefer paying monthly, it now offers a $25 and a 15 plan with unlimited talk and text as well as 5 gig and 2 gig of data, respectively. So... Boost is coming right out of the gate with, uh, and it's and with this with this plan. I mean, for one hundred dollars, that's a great deal. But it really is. Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's you know, a. Gr- this is going to be the developer's best friend. Mm-hmm. This is going to be everybody, every mobile developer's go to. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to want this plan. Because mm-hmm. if you can have your development phone run on cellular mm-hmm. for $8 a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you're going to use it on Wi-Fi for development most of the time. Right. But when you need to test, well, what happens when you're on cellular? What happens with this? What happens with low data speeds? Mm-hmm. You can do all of that on this, which I think is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, It's also going to be really really good for uh older users oh absolutely yeah um 
which Boost Mobile was not our go-to um, mm. in the old days. No, it was Virgin Mobile. Virgin Mobile. Uh-huh. Yep. And I'm I'm checking to see if they even. Oh, it's not that. Uh, it's virginmobileusa.com. Which takes you to Boost Mobile. Virgin Mobile USA is dead. Okay. <laughs> so this is absolutely aimed at the old uh, Virgin Mobile USA customers. Mm-hmm. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Well, I, again, my, um, well, again, like I mentioned earlier on a couple month or two ago, my mom, I had my mom on Virgin Mobile. <laughs> And, um, and she loved it. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was great and didn't cost that much. And if I were to get her a smartphone, I don't think she would want me to get one, but, <laughs> but so, so don't for $8 and yeah. 33 cents a month, get mm-hmm. her a flip phone. She has one. <laughs> I was saying, get a flip phone, get one yeah. of the little credit card phones. Yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about all the smartphone stuff. And for eight thirty three a month, mm-hmm. that's less than what. Virgin Mobile customers were paying when I was at Radio Shack a decade ago. Hmm. They were paying, uh, worked out to about $11 a month. This is less. Yeah. This is great. There there are people this is for. It's not mm-hmm. you and I. Right. No, it's but not. There are people that this is for. Mm-hmm. Although the, the $20 a month one instead of the $8 a month for 15 gigs of uh of data per month mm-hmm. for 20 bucks yeah that's also a great deal and it's on the at&t network right so it's fairly solid yep i mean that's what my my duo is on mm-hmm. is on at&t i haven't had any problems with it yeah this oh, is and uh... it's got mobile hotspot yep for that 20 dollars one yep oh it's got it for all of them mm-hmm. yep you're gonna blow that gig real quick. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking about getting maybe a, a separate line for me. So maybe <laughs> the only that. one that doesn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the only one that doesn't have the mobile hotspot mm-hmm. is the unlimited data one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm probably gonna probably go with something like that maybe for a third line or something or or a separate line just keep it on the side maybe something to think about uh michelle's been thinking about having a uh a line that she can use just for like plug hit stuff that she can Mm -hmm. stay signed into our snapchat and our instagram and because not everything allows you to be signed in to two things snapchat's a great example you can Mm -hmm. be signed into one and only one can be signed in (laughs) <laughs> right. Snapchat is not designed for uh companies. <laughs> for oh, sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, she's she's wanted to have like a good phone with a small amount of data that when mm. we're out and about, she can use just for plug hit stuff. Right. $8 a month is a great way in. Yeah. I was telling you earlier I've got a project coming up. Mhm. <laughs> That was going to require a phone number for eight dollars a month. Can't beat it. <laughs> I can't get a landline for eight thirty three a month. No, <laughs> no. In this day, in this day and age, now you can't. You can't get one. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I, 
stoked about this. I've got like three reasons why having one of these for myself is not a bad idea. Yeah, me as well, because if I were to use it for um, stuff, yeah, something to, yeah, something to think about. Definitely, definitely check it out. We'll have a link up in the show notes that you can do more looking at it at uh, your leisure. All right. Up next on last week's episode, we covered the news that YouTube is removing the dislike button on its videos and also the pros and cons in, behind it. In fairness, it's not hiding the button, just the count. Just account. Sorry, the count. Sorry. Well, um, YouTube co-founder Jaweed Kareem doesn't agree with the platform decision to hide a public dislike button for videos. He said so by changing the description of me at the zoo, which was the first video post YouTube back in April 2005. The short video has more than 200 million views and shows Kareem talking about elephants. The new description says the ability, quote, the ability to easily and quickly identify bad content is essential is an essential feature of a user-generated content platform. Why? Because not all user-generated content is good. It can't be. In fact, most of it is not good, and that's okay. True. All of that's true. <laughs> I agree with everything he just said. Right. Uh, the description, which is several paragraphs long, also warns of a possible decline in YouTube's quality because of the decision. Uh, right, right. He says, does, does YouTube, quote, does YouTube want to become a place where everything is mediocre because nothing can be great, because nothing can be great if nothing is bad? Um, YouTube said in a blog post, quote, we heard during an experiment that some of you have used public side count to help decide whether or not to watch a video. We know that you... We know that you might not agree with this decision, but we believe that's the right thing to do for a platform. We want to create a inclusive and respectful environment where creators have the opportunity to succeed and feel safe to express themselves. And Kareem <sighs> couldn't be reached for immediately be reached for comment. So I, I agree I, with the co-founder, mm -hmm. and I disagree with YouTube. I, I understand same, same. there's two things that YouTube is doing here. One. They are responding to uh, dislike bombs, mm -hmm. which I understand. This is the mm -hmm. wrong way to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, any flood of of dislikes should just be flagged and then dealt with later. Oh, look, all of a sudden, this video that was doing okay has gotten 10,000 dislikes in the last hour. Something's wrong. I get emails when a video pops give me the exact same thing use the same thing but for dislikes right do the same thing for a dislike bomb hold everything back and say whoa maybe something's wrong and then when the when the the process changes if the process doesn't change right if you're constantly getting dislikes then it's probably legit mm -hmm. but if it happens for like a 12 hour period and then whoop, the dislikes stop. And now you're back to what you were before. Ah, that is somebody gaming the system. Mm -hmm. But the other thing they're trying to do is what, what I have always referred to as the, the blue ribbon generation, which is my generation. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's given a trophy. Hooray. <laughs> Everybody, you're all doing great. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. No, you're mm -hmm. not. <laughs> and that's nope. what he's saying. No, you're not. Not everybody's doing great. Most mm -hmm. people aren't. And to be able to find the stuff that is great 
is hard. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of mediocre and terrible stuff out there. Not everybody is G4. I'm sorry. Right. I have always looked up to G4. I would like to be G4. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. that. Not everybody is them. (laughs) We throw stars. (laughs) And and I mention them specifically because I'm looking at them on a screen just outside of the studio. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they came back on Tuesday. I don't know if that's in our rundown or not. They no, came back not. on Tuesday. No. Um, very excited about that um, as a streaming only platform. So, right. So they're setting a bar that a lot of people should be aspiring to hit. Not, don't worry about it. You're doing fine. Cause you're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not everybody's doing fine. Yeah. Well, with me, because when I watch YouTube videos, I do like videos, but also it's very rare that I would comment on one of them. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I play a YouTube video on whatever topic or subject matter, if I watch about maybe like a minute, two minutes in, I'm like, I'm skipping and going to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that maybe do you think also too, how the, because they also, because a lot of content creators do look at that as well. They look at, oh, yeah. They look at not necessarily the likes and dislikes, but this comments, isn't going away. At, right. For for you and me as content creators, we still see these numbers. Mm-hmm. And the dislikes are still going to affect the algorithm. True. So everything YouTube is saying here basically is a lie mm-hmm. because it, right. we want to make it an inclusive place. It's a border play comp. No. Border play- because you and I still see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it right. you can, I can still use it to harass somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a dislike bomb is still going to work. Because it's still going to degrade you in the in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Enough of them, it's going to knock you out of, out of uh, search and recommend it. Right. So none of this is true. Mm-hmm. Or they don't know how their own system works. I don't know which it is. Because because it can't be, it absolutely can't be, we're trying not to hurt the content creator's feelings. Because we still see it. (laughs) Right. That's why I think that's why they're putting out that statement. Because they're putting a boilerplate statement, basically trying to appease everyone. But you can't please everyone. Right. You can't. You can't please everyone. And for me personally. And it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. You know, with our podcast and, you know, and or with Geek Central and Plug It's Live and and what have you, you know, I mean, you know, there's people watching, which is fantastic. Um, They want to give comments. That's fantastic as well. But I think that. You know, I always say that with us, you know, with this podcast and TPN as a whole, you know, we put out content that isn't that people that I, I mean, if I was, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I may be biased, but I mean, I remember when I first watched you, you know, the coverage initially, I was intrigued. I was fascinated by it because there are things that I've never seen before, you know, and that got me interested into watching more videos like this. You know, and I subscribe to like a whole boatload of channels, but I enjoy the content. And, you know, but I think that, it, you know, there's some people that don't, there are some people that don't, but, you know, I think that they're all concerned about one sole thing and that kind of hurts them in some way. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I'll just point out that I still see the dislike count. Mm. Yeah. I'm but looking it does, at it right now. 
But does it this really? This was it, supposed to go into effect like 13 days ago. Right. I'm still seeing dislike counts on other people's videos. Okay. Yeah. But is it really, but here's the thing. Does it really, does it concern you more on the, about removing it? Or does it concern you having those, removing the count? Or does it bother you either way? Because me personally, it doesn't. Show me a percentage as a viewer, mm -hmm. not as a content creator. Because right. content creators, what we see isn't going to change. Right. Right. Only for you as a viewer mm -hmm. um, does it change. So as a viewer, I would like to see how people are thinking. What have people said about this video? Give me a yeah. percentage. If you're worried about dislike bombs, yeah. Yeah, if you don't want to show me a, a numbers. Right. I was looking at a some weird video where people with children's toys like plushies were doing a video i cannot believe it was 18 minutes long <laughs> oh my god i don't have any audio so i have no idea what was happening but mm -hmm. somebody was helping the paw patrol pups do something that's what the video <laughs> description said okay. i don't know but it was like and this scares me more than anything mm. it was like thirty-five thousand likes and uh 1.2 thousand dislikes mm -hmm. that is a great ratio oh absolutely yeah Show me the ratio. I mm -hmm. don't need to see the two numbers. Right. <laughs> Give me the ratio. I'm fine mm -hmm. with that. Give me a percentage. What percentage is positive? Right. 96%. Mm -hmm. Great. That's a good video. Mm -hmm. But 45%, ooh, that's not a good video. Now I have some extra information to make decisions on. I use that all the time. When I'm looking at videos, I look at the up and down numbers to come up with a ratio mm -hmm. to figure out, okay, lots of people dislike this video. That's not good. A huge percentage of people are not interested in this video. Maybe it's not on the topic that it says it is, you know, I want, I like that information as a viewer. Um, okay. I don't necessarily need accounts. Give me a traffic light report, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even need a percentage. Give me a green, yellow, and red. I'm fine with that too. Okay. Right. Like Give that. me yeah. some sort of some sort of a way <laughs> to figure out based on what the viewers said, um, the content quality. That's from that's for me. The other the flip side from for me, I look at the comments when I watch a video. I look at the comments oh, yeah. first, and you know, and it, and but sometimes I, I comments, don't get that far. Okay. Based okay. on those numbers, sometimes mm -hmm. I don't get that far. When I'm okay. looking at the search results, I'm like, mm -hmm. ooh. Something's wrong with this one. <laughs> or you're like, oh, that's a really pretty splash image. The, dis the title seems right. Mm -hmm. This percentage doesn't add up. Mm -hmm. And so I make the decision. Okay, this is probably a dislike bomb. Let's find out. Okay. But, you know, give me a traffic light report or a, or a gas gauge, right? Something based like on the lights. Light. Uh, based on the likes and the dislikes, give me a yeah. traffic light, you know, a traffic light report or give me a gas gauge, some sort of a where it is because TubeBuddy uses the gas gauge to do exactly that. Mm -hmm. Give me something like that. I'm fine with that. I don't need yeah. all the numbers. I don't care that it's 
100,000 likes and 32,000 dislikes. I don't need that. I just need to know that 21-ish percent of people dislike this video. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be, uh, this is going to be, this has been debated on since, and, this, and they introduced this last year. <clears throat> so something tells me this is going to be, this is going to be ongoing. This is not going to stop. There, there's going to be people. No. I, I will bet money right now that if you do a YouTube search right now for the words dislike or the public or yeah, like and dislike, I guarantee you, you're going to see like a ton of YouTube videos and you're going to see in the only video you're going to see like a, like thousands of, of dislikes on, on each one. <laughs> you're checking right now. Absolutely, I am. Here's a video from PewDiePie. I can't believe I'm clicking on this, and it's now going to be in my YouTube history. I definitely made a mistake here. Um, it's called YouTube removed the dislike button, dot, dot, two, which, by the way, doesn't mean anything. Right. I don't think he's a native English speaker, so it's fine. 474,000 upvotes, 20,000 down. That's a good ratio. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, but just click on the definitely a video of Chris <coughs> Pratt shirtless. Nope, that's an ad. I don't know what it's an ad for. <laughs> but just look at look at the comments. What does it say on the comments? They, they, I got there's gotta be comments on there on that one. Removing dislikes is the dumbest idea since 2006. <laughs> don't you wonder what I mean? I think that's the year YouTube was founded. Maybe that's right. what they're going for. Everyone right. and their cat hates this change. How to <laughs> How tone deaf does YouTube have to be to keep it nonetheless? YouTube, we're doing this to protect our creators. Creators, don't do it. <laughs> Quote, whenever there's a lot of dislikes, it's because it's not good. This is revolutionary. They now have to make a new study and months of experiments to test this out. <laughs> Dislike doesn't mean the video is just bad also is a way for viewers to approve the content and avoid spreading the wrong type of information or ideas. In a way, you can scam people easy now, having no dislike or on-site. It's not a bad comment. No, no. These, that person's got, got something there. I think a possible <laughs> unintended consequence will be an increase in negative comments, which mm -hmm. can be much more psychologically damaging than a simple thumbs down. So two things, the thumbs down button's not going away. We'll still see it. Right. <laughs> and two, absolutely correct. I have, mm -hmm. I have never rage quit a video game. Mm -hmm. I have rage quit moderating our YouTube comments. <laughs> I once threw a phone across the room. Holy crap. <laughs> That's it hardcore. Takes, it takes a lot not... to get me to that point. Right. But... I I don't deal well with sexist type comments, mm -hmm. just so people know. And I will tell you, I don't care if it's on Plug It's Live or it's on GNC Week in Review. Mm -hmm. Kirk and I haven't talked about this. I'll ban you. No, I don't. You are I don't. out. I, oh, it's not a question. It's not, yeah. it's not an option. No, That's the way no. it's going to work. No, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. Um, and so, no, you know, we've had, we have had sexist content in the past. Uh, lots of sexist comments about uh, one of our hosts in particular. Mm. Um, and 
I have chucked a phone across the room. Wow. Yeah, that's Never something. rage quit a video game, which is the place where most people do it. Nope. I rage quit YouTube. Right. No, I don't, I don't blame you. And based I know on, based on comments because yes, they could be much more personal than right. just a thumbs down. Right. No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. If that happens, if there's a comment on, on this channel, you know, absolutely. Yeah. That definitely we're banning. It's gone. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, so I'm I agree I'm with this for... comment. 200%. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. The unintended consequences mm -hmm. <laughs> that people are going to start negative commenting. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, as far as like, you know, like, cause I, you know, when I guest hosted, you know, we're Todd in the beginning, um, you know, I knew I sucked and one guy, you know, was real. No, I was, I was bad. I mean, I was like, ner I was nervous as hell. And, and I just was like all over the place. And this one guy just basically, you know, and you know, I was, I was talking about, I told you about that guy uh -huh. a while back. Okay. You know, and I mean, I, I took it as criticism, but a little bit, I kind of took it, took it very personally because I was, I'm, I'm like, I'm new, I'm brand new, you know, guest hosting, let alone, you know, working on it on the, as a uh, EP, you know, for his podcast. And I want to do right and not screw it up. So I took a little bit to heart you know, I took it very personally because I wear, I wear my heart on my sleeve, mm -hmm. um, you know, but as far as like from, from then to now, I think that I personally have grown, um, you know, as a podcaster and as a content creator, Sure. you know, and but as far as you know, comments, I'm all I mean, positive or negative, but if it goes if it's to the point where it's that serious, that sexist, and and no, that's you're absolutely right. That's gone imme immediately. Yeah. I'm not gonna we're not gonna tolerate that. Absolutely not. Uh, I have never been so pissed off in my life. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I would I would too. And it was completely unwarranted. Mm-hmm. Understand, understandably so. So, but again, this is going to be this debate. It's going to be this is this is going to be going on. This is not going to stop. It's going to yeah. keep. There's going to be more to this, and especially since they haven't actually implemented it yet. Right. <laughs> right. Despite the fact it was supposed to go into effect, I don't know what was it, the tenth, something like that, or yeah. something. Yep. And here we are. It's the nineteenth. Mm -hmm. I'm still seeing counts everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. To be continued. Indeed. Many times, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Up next, um, Starbucks has teamed up with Amazon to open a cashierless store in New York City. The new location at 59th Street between Park and Lexington Avenue will combine the Starbucks, Starbucks apps order ahead feature with Amazon Just Walkout technology. It has a lounge area. Customers can enter can enter by using the in-store code in the Amazon shopping app by scanning their credit cards or by scanning the palm register with Amazon one on the terminals ones on a terminals on site. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> we talked about that. We had us, we had before that covered up before once they're in, they'll find a small Amazon go market containing a curated section selection of customer favorites from both companies Anything they take off from the shelf will be added to the virtual carts and they'll be charged after they leave in like any other location that uses Amazon's just walkout tech. Starbucks, excuse me, Starbucks and Amazon are planning to open three joint stores in the coming year, including this one. The second one, the second location is planned for the New York Times building located at 4th Street and 8th Avenue. And for now, uh, New York 
New Yorkers can head to the first location at 59th Street to check out the concept. This is a great store, but I'm not doing a palm reading. <laughs> yeah, no. I I still will recommend everybody not give their biometric data to Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But uh, the cashierless store, I mean, this is this is inevitable. Yep, we're gonna see more and more of this. Mm -hmm. Um, increased in velocity by um the current uh worker issue. Uh, we're gonna see as many companies as can do it automate away uh low value add positions. Mm -hmm. Uh, cashiers are low value add positions today, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're not. They're not a salesperson. They're a cashier. Um, so the only thing they add is uh, coins to your pocket. Mm. If, if you're paying cash and nobody wants coins in their pocket. So, so no. they're a, they're a zero value add position. So yeah, <clears throat> it makes sense that that would be automated away. At some point you're going to see the baristas themselves automated away. Mm -hmm. Just like mm -hmm. McDonald's has a, couple of concept stores where nobody is behind the counter at all. There's nobody in the kitchen. There's nobody at the, at the, the <clears throat> counter you order on those touch screens or in the app mm -hmm. machines make the food and a robotic arm hands you a bag. We had a, we had a guy on at CES this year, 2021 that had that, that really cool restaurant automation machine. Oh I, oh, I saw that one. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Um, I think it was my interview. It was mine or Chris's, and I was producing. I don't remember which, but um, I'm trying to think. I think it was mine. Um, but I mean, there's all of this is coming, and it's mm -hmm. coming quick, quick, mm -hmm. and it's going to be coming quicker. Oh, we're going to do three stores in the next year. Well, I mm -hmm. bet you're not. I bet you can do a lot more of them. Because I bet this prototype works real well, mm -hmm. and Starbucks starts getting rid of cashiers nationwide. I and bet now, they do it quick. And now more now the self checkouts also are more are more prevalent now than ever before, and way better than the the old ones. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. The interfaces work better. Mm -hmm. The old yeah. ones were garbage, um, like the ones that that like Albertsons launched with. Uh, and the the first generation that Walmart had, ooh, they were bad because <laughs> they were using the same tech. Okay. They were bad. They're so much better now. Well, I noticed, and I I noticed maybe if we can just walk out, you don't have to go to a self checkout. It's literally a self checkout. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's even better. Oh, absolutely. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm, me too. And I'm because my whole thing is when I go to a store, I hate I and. You know, and my wife knows this, and I know she's probably watching um, because she subscribed to this podcast. Um, so I don't, so I'm throwing her to the bus. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get a bus sound effect on, <laughs> on my little soundboard over here. Definitely do that. Definitely do that when, definitely do that. Um, but yeah, so I hate going, I hate shopping in the store. I want to, my whole, my whole thing is I'm going to get in and, wanna, and get out. And a lot of these self-checkouts that have incorporated this technology, I'm not doing a palm because I know, for example, um, CVS, where I live, near me in Hamilton, they never had self-checkout, ever. And I walked in the store, I went to get a prescription for me, and I'm like, it was like like uh, like the 
clouds are parted and the sun's sun's coming down, the sun spikes are coming down. <laughs> it was a great, it was a great concept. And you just basically go in, scan it, and you're gone. And you can use, yep. you know, you can use Google Pay. I have Google Pay. So it's gotten mm-hmm. a lot imp- a lot better for for it. So for sure. Yeah. Uh our the CVSs around here all have uh two self-checkouts now. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, less less time, you know, less time to do things and but if you could if you could avoid even that step, I could I could walk in, go to the back, get my Tylenol and just walk out the front door. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Great. Oh, absolutely. 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 It's going to be a it's going to be a wake up call for for some people in uh California though. Mm. Cuz they've been having all those uh all those shoplifting things because the police aren't allowed to uh, to stop a shoplifter anymore in California. Really? And so there's every day there's new videos of people just walking into stores, grabbing an armful of stuff and just walking out. There's nothing that you can do about it. Uh, can you imagine if they walked in, <laughs> grabbed a bunch of stuff, walked out the front door and Amazon just charged them for it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Imagine, and they're getting they're getting their palms on the way out because <laughs> they have all these cameras all around. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got your phone in your pocket. Amazon knows who you are when you walk yep. in. You yep. grab an armful of jeans, which mm-hmm. was one of the videos I saw this week. Mm-hmm. An armful of jeans, just walk out the front door, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your phone goes off because Amazon just charged you four hundred dollars. <laughs> They're like, "Thanks for your purchase, right? What? Come back, <laughs> Come back soon." <laughs> <laughs> ironically cbs is closing stores uh so is walgreens in uh s- la county is it la or san fran san fran i think hmm. uh they're closing stores because uh their average uh shoplifting is like 16 times the national average wow mm-hmm but if they could just charge you when you walk out the door, right? <laughs> oh God! First time it just auto charges somebody. Mm-hmm. That is gonna be a wake up call. And they're gonna like wondering, like you know, they're coming out and they're like wondering, like they're feeling their pocket or they have their the, uh, their uh, buzzer on. They're like, what, what, what's going on? How much is that? <laughs> their their watch comes up and says, "Thanks for the purchase." Right. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness! Maybe There's a lot of shop owners in California that would be real happy about. That. Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> stop shoplifting in its tracks. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, because you all can't right. get in without scanning your phone. You can't get mm-hmm. into the store at all. So now we know who you are. We're good. Mm-hmm. And when you walk out, we're gonna charge you. Yeah, why not? Wonderful. Yeah. See, Amazon's smart. They 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 know what's they know, and they are and to get that technology in there yeah they know this is this is somewhere between employee automation and loss prevention Mm -hmm. wonderful Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) win-win all right next up um in late october fcc chairwoman jessica rosen warsell proposed expanding the national suicide prevention hot prevention suicide prevention lifeline which is 1-800-273-8255 to accept text messages via the 9883 digit dialing code 
or akin to 911 to, quote, better support at-risk communities in crisis, including youth and individuals with disabilities. Uh, yesterday, the full four-member the full four member board vote in favor of enacting the proposal, which will be effective by July 16, 2022. Um, Thursday's announcement, uh, yesterday's announcement, excuse me, stated, quote, today's action requires cover, cover text providers to support text messaging to 988 by routing text messages sent to 988 to the Lifeline's 10-digit number. The rules establish a process that will require covered text providers to support transition transmitting messages to 988 in additional in additional text messaging formats that the lifeline is capable capable receiving until next July rolls around if you're struggling and you need someone to talk to listen to excuse me um, we'll have a link up in the show notes and the number to call um, is 1-800-273-8255 so that's good news good yeah news that's that's a great move uh it's the first real thing that this uh, this chair has done. Mm-hmm. Um, the The position was vacant for a uh, long, for a while until literally like weeks ago, right? Uh, so this was this was uh, her first move mm-hmm. yep. as chair, and it's a good one. Yeah, setting herself up for success. Absolutely. So if definitely. if all of her ideas are this good. Mm-hmm. We got a good, we got a, we got a good chair of the FCC. Now, yep. do I think that we're going to stay this way? No, no. I've never liked the chair of the FCC. I don't care which side of the aisle they're from. Mm-hmm. I, I have never liked a chair of the FCC. So we'll see if she can change that. I think so. I well, this is only she'll been in, in, on the job for a few months, so, um, so yeah. definitely we're going to see more coming from this, and we'll keep an eye on that as well. It's taking effect quick. It's going to mm-hmm. be in effect in July. Yep. I mean, for the government, that's quick. Yeah. But, you know, but there's always that we don't want to make sure that the uh, the shoe doesn't <laughs> drop from the other side right. of the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 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 second move will be uh a a full uh scan of everything that goes over the internet for <laughs> right. Oh, don't. We're gonna block this kind of content. Oh no 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 no! no. Nope. nope, let's not do that. No 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 no! Let's not jinx it just yet. All right. Speaking of uh, of people who are happy to scan all of their content and Twitter. right Twitter, uh, where there's two new studies from the Pew Research Center on American use of Twitter, finding both a surprising level of trust in that social platform and a partisan divide in views about it. They also suggest Twitter's privacy interfaces need some serious work. Um, the studies released Monday, the behaviors and attitudes of U.S. adults on Twitter and news on Twitter consumed by most users and trusted by many. Uh, it's shedding new light on the social platform that continues to draw far more debate than you might expect for a service being only used by 20%, 23% Americans. This is from a study, Pew study released in May. To start off with, Pew's researchers found find that Twitter remains lurker-dominated. The top 20% of users by tweet volume post 97% of all tweets, including replies, retweets, and quote retweets. One-third of users report using using visiting Twitter less than once a week versus 66 visiting at least weekly. Meanwhile, 10% 10 say they couldn't count 10% 10% say they couldn't count how often they hit the site daily. 
most people read Twitter primarily for entertainment, 40, 42% of respondents then for news at 20%. But among the 69% who report getting news on Twitter, two-thirds have, quote, at least some trust in the accuracy of that news. That's a higher score. <clears throat> excuse me. That's a higher score than social media earned overall in a Pew study released in January when 59% of Americans getting news that, that way getting news that way found it quote largely inaccurate i'm on twitter for about maybe 10 15 minutes max um and to be honest with you i I love the man for i love the man alante who's part of um (laughs) alante has been on twitter like literally every day god bless the man i mean really yeah he's on it i'm never on (laughs) i know you're not so i have no idea all of my, all of my content is auto generated. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's you're fine, not on it. It's a fine feed to follow. Definitely follow me on Twitter. I yeah, post a lot see. of interesting stuff. Mm. But but it's not me. Right. I mean, I have to give that I mean, he very he retweets a lot of things. He tweets about other things I can't I'm I can't I don't know I can't recite them off the top of my head, but but he's, you know, and I liked his tweets, and I, in fact, I retweeted retweeted some of his some of his tweets. But for me personally, I, you know, I'm on Twitter, maybe like again, five, 10, 15 minutes. I say follow the news on some things. Um, I follow us. Um, I follow some other podcasts as well, um, and other content creators. But as far as like news, you know, I get, you know, I look at like go to different website news sites. I mean, I'm look not using Twitter for my, for my main source of news entertainment. I mean, there's some that are really funny. There's some things or there some videos that people post are cute and funny, but, but when it comes to news, you know, I just don't use that as my sole source for it. I don't look at, I don't use it as a source at all. <laughs> the, the, the fact that they have on multiple occasions, I definitely fall in, fall into that 59% uh and less because i find it largely inaccurate but because facebook and twitter in particular go out of their way to block real stories mm-hmm. because they don't like them mm-hmm. oh nope that's not gonna be a place i'm gonna spend time right <laughs> sorry if i if i can't trust that the platform itself isn't actually censoring content Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time there. I'm going to post there, but it's going to be automated. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's my current take. I don't like I don't like when platforms go out of their way to block actual content. Um, for any reason, I don't care the reason. I don't even necessarily care that it's ac- that it's actual content. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, you know, whatevs. To each their own, social media is not interesting to me. I was just looking at Alante's Twitter feed, though. (laughs) I assumed I knew his account name. I was right. Yeah. Because I do follow him. Yeah, I do, too. But I don't look at my feed, so there's that. (laughs) Okay. Well, like I said, again, I mean, he, you know, he, I mean, he does post a lot of interesting things. And a lot of Animal Crossing stuff I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I, you know, and He's I follow real into that lately. Yeah, lots of stuff that I follow, you know, lots of from um 
um, like my daughter's um, school. Um, Interesting. Uh, the, or her, her school district, because um, I want to keep them know what's going on in the district yeah. and everything. Yeah, um, especially with how weird the last year has been. Exactly. Cool stuff. Right. For exactly. all kinds of reasons. <laughs> yep. You know, so I mean, there's other things that I, that I follow. I mean, but but as far as like, again, with me, you know, I'm not solely on it. You know, there's some people that are like, and I know one person, you know, that uses on, I mean, this person I know on Facebook, she, this person's on Facebook, literally, this is no joke. At like 6 a.m. when I'm, when I get up to get ready for work, this person's on, on posting about different things. I'm like, is it? I'm like, holy moly. Are you, are you sure you aren't confusing the person and you're talking about Trump? No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not Trump. How in the world that man spent that much time on Twitter? Can you imagine how much more he's getting done just in his daily life with no access to Twitter? Well, it's, well it yeah, right. I don't know what he's, but but he is what he is doing now. I don't know if you saw that he's putting out more. Pr- uh, statements about any anything that's going on with Congress oh. or anything like that. He's and, then, been... and then people are taking screenshots of the website and sharing them. <laughs> a clever workaround. Right. <laughs> but you know, he's not actually writing any of that stuff. It usually sounds like yeah. it was written by an English mm-hmm. speaker, which right. he never <laughs> struck me as. <laughs> I just remember just hoping that maybe he'll come, his, Twitter, his account will come back under you know, say I'm, I'm back. <laughs> oh God! Insert that. See, this is where you got to insert that music in now. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. I got you. Good. I forgot about that one. Yep. <laughs> I remember this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So something like that. Yeah, we can use that in the uh, first sound effect. All right. Next up, what <laughs> we're gonna say? Oh no, nothing. I was laughing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was laughing at that dude. All right. Next up, T-Mobile's lead in mid-band 5G has increased. On Monday, the carrier announced that it's reached its 2021 goal of getting 200 million people covered with its faster cellular network, coming in six weeks ahead of its previously stated target at the end of this year. The milestone lets T-Mobile tout that its faster version of 5G is now available, quote, nationwide in the U.S. Speaking of the FCC, describes a nationwide cellular network, excuse me, as one that covers 200 million people. Neville Ray, T-Mobile's president of technology, excuse me, tells CNET that even though his company is, quote, excuse me, it's not under the same pressure that AT&T and Verizon are experiencing when it comes to immediately putting that spectrum to use. It is working with industry group CTIA about addressing the concerns about C-band use. Ray adds that he believes based on, quote, the physics and, and the merits that C-band spectrum should work fine for certain networks without interfering with airlines. <clears throat> Excuse me, noting that this spectrum is already is already, quote, being used on a global basis for 5G in, quote, I think something that like 40 countries today without any issues. In addition to reaching the nationwide milestone, T-Mobile said on Monday that 80% of its customers are now within the over, are now within the coverage of expanded mid-band 5G network, which it calls ultra-capacity 5G. 
Yes, absolutely. And I have noticed that uh, my device that is on Sprint Mo. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a name. <laughs> I've actually got a logo that I made years ago mm -hmm. for a merged Sprint and T-Mobile. The purchase was supposed to be the other way, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it was the pin drop icon, but it was like fading from yellow to pink. It doesn't matter. Mm. Anyway, um, I've actually noticed that in the last in the last three or four days, the signal icon on my phone has changed. It not no longer just says five G. It says five G. Um, uh, if you're watching, li if you're watching live, you see, <laughs> um, stacked like this mm -hmm. um, next to the five G in really small letters. There's this little column next to it that says UC. Um, and I went researching to find out what that icon meant because it mm. was a brand new icon. So apparently I'm part of the 200 million. Nice. So it's interesting. Um, mm. I did a speed test on it and <clears throat> it was wicked. <laughs> like I was getting 88 megabits a second down. Whoa. Yeah. And like six and a half up yeah wow wait that's that, that's wicked yeah really absolutely no doubt so and that's not what i was getting before the little uc icon showed up i was getting like half of that mm. so i mean this this put their speed through the roof with this yeah. change so i'm stoked yeah well it's good news i'm good news t-mobile all right, other news this week. If you ever broke your screen on your iPhone, you had some options to fix it. You could go to Apple and pay them to replace a part, which would cost you a lot of money. Um, you can also choose to go True. to more than um, more than 5,000 uh, authorized repair providers or more than 2,800 independent repair providers who have access to Apple's parts, tools, and manuals. Or the other option would be to go to your local mall or alternative repair store. Now, starting next year, Apple is going to offer you a chance to do some repair yourself, do your own repair yourself too. There's a new program called Self-Service Repair, which will allow customers to buy parts from Apple for their products and perform repairs at home. Apple said it will also publish repair manuals online and offer tools to buy at the same time, but buy at the same prices, authorized repair technicians pay. Jeff Williams, um, Apple's chief operating officer, said in a statement, quote, creating greater access to Apple genuine parts gives our customers even more of a choice of repairs needed. And something tells me, and I... For me, if there's a if I had an iPhone, <laughs> I'm not going to fix it myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, certainly not a phone. No, but but maybe maybe a laptop. Not the current ones, since that's right. all integrated circuit, and all you can do is just replace the entire inside, since mm -hmm. everything's soldered. Right. Um, but if I were dealing with like my older macbook that i use for for development mm. yeah. i might do some repairs on that because it's yeah. just a pc it's an intel processor it's every it's everything that we've all done work on before mm. so but i think you and i are the norm but i think that a lot of people 
I don't think would, you know, would take their products and do it on their own because God only no. knows, God only knows what's going to happen because if you happen to one thing breaks and you go in, start digging in through it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the be- thing. Here's the thing though. It doesn't have to be you and I doing our own repairs. Mm. This allows um, shops that have been doing it unofficially for years right to get oem parts now and to get manuals and support now so they're not just shooting in the dark Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i I, there's a there's a lot of benefit here um it doesn't have to be you fixing it yourself there's a lot of benefit for, for there's a computer shop down the street that has been doing this kind of thing for years but uh nick used to work for them but okay. they, uh, it's totally shooting in the dark. Mm. They're using user-generated uh, tech <clears throat> documents and stuff. Mm. If they can get the actual stuff, the actual documents and OEM parts, everything's going to be better. Yeah, that's true. Just a note on uh, on five G UC. I was getting one hundred three down. I took wow. a screenshot. I had forgotten. I took a screenshot. And where I'm sitting right now mm. in the studio, mm. I have 5G, mm. but not 5G UC because I'm in some sort of a Faraday cage in the studio. Um, <laughs> and I just did a speed test while you were while you were reading the the top of the Apple story. Mm. 9.29 down and 0.77 up Oof. instead of the 103 and 5.6. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. 5G UC. Oh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. <laughs> Super happy about it. I'm hoping it'll help us out at CES. Well, I'm, hoping- I'm not going to lie. If our internet sucks this year, like it did in 2020, mm-hmm. I have no problem hotspotting from my phone and given our, our uh, hundred megabit down speed <laughs> to the studio. <laughs> well, I'm crossing. Well, hope not just the internet, but also, also tech issues where when when there was a there was a windows update that uh <laughs> that, that caused havoc in the first was, was it day two to happen the, i don't know we're day computers th- yeah god love to go uh windows update yeah it probably would have been day two tuesday yeah. Wednesday, thursday friday yeah it probably would have tried to force itself on wednesday yeah <laughs> since it's update tuesday no update thursday I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> someday. 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 Well, I have I'm waiting. Well, I have 5G on my phone, but it's in small pockets where and I actually I went to my wife and I went out to have breakfast and I went outside for a couple minutes and I had a, a little bit of 5G service. Then I went back down to my to 4G. <laughs> so Aww. I was not, I was a, I was an unhappy puppy. I'm like, yay, I got I got 5G. And like, oh no, I didn't get I got 4G. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. All right. In other news, we now we talked about uh, this drone cup, this drone with Walgreens um, in Is Texas. It Is it blind? Right. Um, in Dallas, not Austin. Dallas, yes. right. Dallas, right. Well, <laughs> get my get my towns wrong here. The the but, city that I would that I would have expected people to shoot him out of the air. Yep. Right. Exactly. Right. You got it. Well, Walmart and Walmart and drone delivery company Zipline are launching a delivery service in Pea Ridge, Arkansas. 
what a name for a town. See, there's a, there's like some unique names in different states, and Peter Ridge is one of them. Indeed. Um, this is the first commercial drone delivery service offered by Zipline in the U.S. Customers will be able to choose from, quote, thousands of products, though are restricted to health and wellness items like over, excuse me, uh, quote, over-the-counter allergy medicine bandage, bandages and ibuprofen. Residents in Peter Ridge, Arkansas, <laughs> I love saying this name, this town, who want to test out the drone delivery service will need to download Zipline's app, do so. The Verge is reporting that they, are, they can place an order and pay for their items if they're, quote, eligible, though it's being reported as they are not quite sure what's meant by this term. Um, Zipline told The Verge that access will start with, quote, a hand-selected group of recipients, and that following that launch, um, quote, um, Zipline Walmart will quickly work to expand additional customers in the broader NWA region subject to FAA approvals. So drones are a thing, and they have been a thing, and now they're yeah. going to be in uh, Peter Ridge, Tech, Peter Ridge Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I again. Again, I'm fine with the concept. There's yeah. still going to be privacy concerns mm-hmm. that are going to have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. I think either the FAA or the FCC is going to, as these things start to launch on broader scales like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the FAA and or the FT, FCC. So many letters are right, going soup. to decide to, yeah, Alphabet Soup, which <laughs> makes Google's parent name even more appropriate. Right. Uh, the whole company is a bit of a soup. Anyway, right. Um, <laughs> somebody's going to have to get involved here um, because there are definitely going to be privacy concerns. I don't want one flying over my yard. Um, so... How do we uh, not close enough that they'd be able to to see into my house, for example? Mm-hmm. I have a relative expectation of privacy in my backyard. Oh, from absolutely. A legal, from a legal standpoint, mm-hmm. we have uh, a, an expectation of privacy in our backyard. Right. Not so much in our front yard, necessarily, from a legal right. perspective. Right. In our backyards, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, until there are things flying, you know, 50 feet over our heads. And that would right. make sense when, and that would make sense when, when the, <laughs> they want to shoot them out of the sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have one coming down. You hadn't considered that. No, yeah. I, I, no, it's something that I haven't. You're right. Yes. No, I've, I've considered more... <laughs> the, the possibility of having to shoot them out of the sky myself. <laughs> no, I was more of the. I was more thinking of the creep factor when in, yeah. in the backyard. That I agree. Yeah, but. Yeah, there's lots of reasons why somebody would want to knock them out of the air. Yeah. And that's yep. for me, that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want I don't want my back windows. I don't I don't want my backyard. I don't want any right. of that to be visible mm-hmm. to the outside world. I yeah. have I have privacy fences all around my yard. Yeah. I'm not interested in anybody flying things over top of me. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm I'm leaning towards that line of thinking. All right. Well, oh, Zipline told The Verge that access will start with a hand-selected group of recipients mm-hmm. if they're eligible. If There's they're eligible. your eligible. That's <laughs> that's almost certainly what it means. Mm-hmm. They're gonna handpick people, uh, depending on where something. 
location mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, they'll probably have to give subject it. to FAA approvals. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nah, the FAA is going to get involved in this, and everybody mm -hmm. knows it. That's yep. good. <laughs> yep, and they're only going to know who they are, what the, what they're doing. <laughs> so you want to know about privacy? So they're going to be like, "Well, you have to agree to this, 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 and this, and this." <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you may have seen or heard reports that Crypto.com bought the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Now there's another cryptocurrency in, firm. In fairness. They bought the naming rights to the Naming Staples rights, excuse Center. Me. They didn't buy me. the facility because they wouldn't right. have any use for it. Right. Sorry. Right. Naming rights. Right. Now there's another cryptocurrency uh, cryptocurrency firm who wanted to make a purchase and failed. Um, this would be reported on Wednesday that the group raising money to buy the copy it, to, to buy the U.S. Constitution. The company, the group's name, excuse me, is called the Constitution DAO, and DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization, and they amassed $40 million through crowdfunding. Um, the document that was being purchased, one of the 13 copies of the official edition of the Constitution, a final, a final draft created for the Continental Congress, according to Sotheby's, but the documents instead sold to another buyer for $43.2 million at Sutter's Bees <laughs> yesterday in what the auction house said was a record price for a historical document. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. What um, other historical document mm -hmm. would have that value? Right. The donors will now have all their money returned, according to a statement from the group on Twitter. Um, published in 1787, there are 13 known copies to have survived from a run of 500 originally printed after the text was settled at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. According to Sotheby's, the copy is, is one of only two not held in the collection of an institution. The auction house had estimated the copy to be worth $15 million to $20 million. The identity, yeah, right. Um, the identity of the new buyer is not known. Proceeds for the auction will go to the Dorothy Tapper Goldman Foundation, a nonprofit group that works to promote understanding of democracy. So the copy is worth twice what they were asking for. <laughs> what they were the expecting it to bring in. Right. Yeah. From well, I mean, 20 to 43.2 million dollars. If there's anything that crypto has taught us. It's that it can overvalue anything. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, like one company bought bought the name and rights to the bought the name and rights to the uh, Staples Center. I mean, yeah, you which know. is going to be weird. Mm -hmm. The the crypto.com arena. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's going to be weird. It's mm -hmm. been the Staples Center for as long as I can remember. Yeah, and and we've had. E3 press conferences at the Staples Center for as long as I can remember. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be weird, yeah. I have press conferences somewhere different now. Yeah. And we'll go to someplace more uh, <laughs> not having the name crypto, crypto in its title. <laughs> Crypto.com is kind of the only trading platform that, that uh, doesn't feel sticky to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, I know that I use it. That's just in case anybody's curious. Uh, that's the one I use. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't feel sticky. It doesn't feel like, you know, they're going to get hacked and everything's going to be taken. And yeah. we have covered over the years, lots of crypto platform hacks mm -hmm. where everything has gone away. 
And even with covering all of those hacks, I still still feel comfortable there. So, so if anybody was going to do it, I'm good with this one. Yeah. Well, for me, I know cryptocurrency is a thing, but I'm not tempted to go down that go down that hole just yet. <laughs> oh, why? Because I lost like 600 bucks yesterday. Uh, that's one reason. <laughs> is that a good reason? That's one reason. Yeah, I've recovered. 200 of it today well yeah. i'm still up so, over what i invested so it's okay anyway okay <laughs> took a bath yesterday though yikes well that's why i'm gonna wait and, and see all right in the video streaming news uh well not really but um hulu launched a new online store called shop hulu on monday the store includes clothing hats posters coffee mugs and more merchandise tied to popular shows and service such as Solar, opera, Solar Opposites, Grey's Anatomy, American Horror Story, and What We Do in the Shadows. You can <clears throat> peruse the shop selection of limited edition ugly holly sweaters, which will go on sale on November 30th, and other holly and other holly holiday-themed gifts from Repair Program. In addition, if you purchase one of the special sweaters, um, Hulu is saying 100% of the proceeds minus shipping, minus shipping and taxes will go to Hunger Relief, uh, nonprofit Feeding America. So okay. good on Hulu. And I would not mind having um, stuff from the Orville, which is one of the shows on here. Yep. Ooh, they got all kinds of interesting stuff on here for mm -hmm. the Orville. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. They've got vinyl cut stickers of all the uh, of all the the emblems from the uniforms. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. What else have they got in here that we didn't mention? A whole category of Golden Girls. It's interesting. <laughs> Let's see. It is a very small list. I'm going to let you see if you can pick out the one that doesn't match. Uh... American Horror Story. Archer. The Good Doctor. The Orville. And the one hundred thousand dollar pyramid. One hundred thousand dollar pyramid. <laughs> that took an interesting turn there at the end, didn't it? <laughs> and all it is is t-shirts and mugs with the logo on it. There's nothing yeah. unique or interesting about that. I am curious what they have for Archer, though. I didn't see that one at first. Sixty-two skews. <laughs> Holy moly! Hundred thousand dollar pyramid had four skews. Archer has sixty-two. Merry Drunk, I'm Christmas. Yeah, that's a great wine glass from the show. <laughs> Shut up, liver. You're fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Holy Moly has uh, 57. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. That's it. I can see that. Yeah. That's another weird show. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have the I Miss Uranus uh, white mug. <laughs> Oh, you understand that I'm going to clip that audio from the show and that's going to be my text tone for you. I hope you understand that. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> You've done it to yourself. Yes, You're I the did. One who said it. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep uh, my mouth shut now. 
because they're going to probably do another one. And finally, um, Thanksgiving is coming this Thursday, and you know you have the usual meal of Thanksgiving. You have turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, rolls, and so on, so on, and so forth. And for dessert, rolls. I appreciate you saying that. I'm hosting <laughs> Thanksgiving for the first time this year, and rolls has not been on my list. I'm literally going to add it to my <laughs> grocery shopping list while you finish this story. My 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 wife asked me. My wife asked me what kind of rolls we want this year because every single year when it comes Thanksgiving, I hand hand to God, rolls is the topic of discussion. What type to get? <laughs> so okay, okay. King's Hawaiian. Uh, what are we talking about? I'll I'll say I'll say after I'll tell you after we get after we get to it's got to be it's King's Hawaiian. <laughs> I didn't realize there were other brands. There no there is. I'll say I'll tell you after that's a joke. I know there's tons of other brands. I'll tell For you our listeners who are going wait you didn't know there were brands of rolls other than King's Hawaiian right yes, so if you don't if you don't if you don't know gncweekend.com slash connect and let us and let us know. <laughs> Admonish me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, and for dessert, what better way to finish your meal with a nice slice of pumpkin pie? Well, how about this year? Um, A piece of Reese's Thanksgiving pie. On Monday, (laughs) on Monday, a new Reese's Thanksgiving pie was announced with a nine-inch diameter and weighing this is no joke. 3.4 pounds of chocolate and peanut butter. That is a lot of chocolate and peanut butter. Um, the uh, Bo Wait, Jones. <laughs> hold on. Is this is this just a big peanut butter cup? It's a pie. Wait, let me. Uh, hold on. Let Keep me, going. Hold on. Let me pull it. I'm pulling like one. Get it. Give me one sec here. For those who are watching live. We're going to show it right now. Great. Give me a screen. Okay, we're going to do this right now. And this is, it's a pie. And the It is absolutely not a pie. That was just a giant peanut butter cup. (laughs) There's Uh, music. And I want to get a copyright strike. So there are, there's an ad. Come so on, ad. Get, Come on, gonna... ad. Go away. <laughs> we get it. There's ads. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back here. I'm just going to go back here. Nine, Nine. eight, seven, <laughs> six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Right. That's just a big. Reese's cup. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm not. I'm getting out of this. I'm, get, I'm getting yeah, out of this. <laughs> I'm not admonishing them. Yeah, for it at all. Mm-hmm. But that was just a big Reese's peanut butter cup, which well, sounds great to me. Yeah. Well, this is well. They're pun- marking happy. as a. I would be happy to end my Thanksgiving meal with a slice of peanut butter cup, <laughs> which is a weird sentence to say, but no, I'm on board. No, well, well, it gets better. Um, Bo Jones, um, senior associate it brand manager. Better. Yeah, it gets terrified. better. <laughs> associate brand manager, Reese's. 
He said in a statement, quote, when you bring it together, friends and family for Thanksgiving dinner, no table spread is complete without dessert. At Reese's, we wanted to create a dessert that everyone wants a piece of. You can thank us later. They're saying that. said that on the box. <laughs> right. The so outside right. of the box said you can thank, thank us, us later. later. Yep. <laughs> Reese's Thanksgiving pie is the largest peanut butter cup to date. See, uh, see, it's a peanut butter cup. <laughs> yep. So Which technically, <laughs> a Reese's peanut butter cup is arguably a pie. Just a yeah. small hand pie. Right. <laughs> like the hostess little hand pies. A Reese's peanut butter cup is just a, a chocolate and peanut butter hand pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard to argue. This is true. And social media had comments ranging from people volunteering a taste test to remarking about it's the pie's 7,680 calorie count. Okay. Now we're into trouble territory. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why well, that's I said, the whole wait. pie, right? That's not just that's, a slice. That's no, not per serving. No, it's the whole pie. <laughs> the brand notes it contains 48 servings. And the, oh, here's 48 the <laughs> servings. 48 servings, right. Hershey's made only 3,000 of the pies, which were available on the website for $44.99 each. All the pies sold out within a matter of hours, according to the brand's the fact page. That it took hours is a shock to me. <laughs> that is like, simply that's simply a, 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 an admonishment on their marketing skills. Right. Now, mind you, now mind you, I'm just gonna pull this up real quick. Um, mind you, this was posted on <clears throat> on Monday. They announced this on Monday, and within that probably that morning or late afternoon, it was <laughs> it was sold out. Yeah, but I mean, <sighs> Walmart gets three thousand Xboxes in at five hundred dollars a piece, and they're gone before you can click the link. <laughs> right. So this comes down to uh, to their marketing skills, right? <laughs> it could have been gone in seconds, mm-hmm. right? If <laughs> Just just so we know, yes, the pie has 68, 76, 80 calories, mm-hmm. but it's only 160 calories per serving. For a dessert, that's not bad. Right. Well. Now, are they lying about the size of the serving? Of course they are, mm-hmm. because in the video, you saw them slice it, and there were about eight servings. <laughs> right. If you sliced it like that, instead of using, I don't know, some sort of a cookie cutter to get peanut butter cup size mm-hmm. pieces out of it, in which case, just buy peanut butter cups. Right. And but if you've got 48 servings, just a note, if you've got 48 servings and it's forty, it was $45 per pie, that's less than a dollar per serving. Mm-hmm. You can't even get a Marie Callender's pie for less than a dollar a serving. Well, I told you, but well, for me, I'm not. I'm not going near Reese's, Reese's pie or cup. Is that... you're afraid to eat the whole thing? I got it. <laughs> you know, that would be my fear to... that I'd that I'd like. You know I'd me dip all into well, Scott. <laughs> one slice, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, all eight thousand calories are mine." I don't know what you guys are having for dessert. I'm eating this whole nine inch peanut butter cup you know me all too well see (laughs) well that's why i'm going that's why for me 
pumpkin pie all the way. And that is the tech news for this week for Friday, November 19th. Can we classify that as tech news? I think, well, sort of. <laughs> Everything else was. So Everything else was. But this was like kind of like heavy I kind of tech news. <laughs> right. Right. But I was kind of leaning, you know, towards, you know, the actual show. The actual right, a show. But also I was leaning towards it's a it's upcoming, you know, this coming weekend or this coming Thursday. You know, so I kind of want to, you know, I kind of want to like, you know, ring it out with a really good food. Sure food thing i mean obviously it's it's tech i try to you know with the finally segment we try to put in you know food related and tech related but we, we we've talked order. about mcdonald's ice cream machines we're fine there you go <laughs> see <laughs> all right again and that is tech news for this week with food um for, <laughs> for friday november 19th 2021 thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Also, make, please make sure to click on the bell and always select notifications on so you will not miss next episode. Also, be sure to share this episode with people you know that can check out the podcast later. Also, um, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite, pro- favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in to F5 Live Refreshing Technology with Scott and Abram Pilch Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that's at F5, f5live.tv slash join us. Or be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You have a comment on this week's episode. Love to hear your thoughts, um, especially about your favorite Thanksgiving pie. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons or no, we would love to hear them. Head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. I'm usually on it, posting sometimes. Scott is on Twitter at triple T M A B O. Till the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long. Ciao.